And we are going to see what David decides to do as his first act of the king of all Israel. And what he decides to do is he's going to bring the ark of God to Jerusalem, the ark that represents God's presence, and he wants it with him in his new kingdom. The last we heard of the ark was back in 1 Samuel, near the beginning of Saul's reign. It's been ignored, basically, for the last 20 years because God rejected Saul as king. Saul didn't really feel God's presence anymore and kind of just forgot about the ark. He was a little busy chasing David all over the place. But now David's king. He wants the ark. And it's been sitting in this one town for 20 years. Now, going a little bit back to the last time we heard about the ark, the ark was at Shiloh, and the Israelites had it there. I think our slides aren't working, so you can't see the maps. You'll just have to picture it in your mind until that comes up. But Shiloh is sitting over here, and they carry it all the way, basically across the country to Ebenezer, where they're fighting the Philistines. And they think, maybe if we bring the ark, we can defeat these Philistines. But because of the sins of Israel, they lose. And the ark is captured by the Philistines, who have this great plunder. They're super excited. They've got the presence of Israel's God. And so they take it to their city of Ashdod. And while it's there, it just wrecks havoc on the city. The temple statues are falling over for their false god. People are breaking out in boils, just not having a good time. So they decide, let's get this thing out of here. And they send it to another city. And it goes down south all the way to Gath. And the same thing happens in Gath. People break out boils, again, not having a good time, getting diseases. They decide to get it out. So they send it to another city, Ekron. And Ekron sees it coming down the road, and they're like, oh, no, you don't. We do not want that death trap in here. Probably paraphrasing. And so they say, get it out of here. So they decide, oh, you know what? This thing is more trouble than it's worth. Let's just send it back to Israel. So they put it on a cart with some couple of cows and just let the cows go wherever they go. And the cows end up at Beth Shemesh. The Israelites take it. And finally, it ends up in Kiriath-Jerim, or it's also known as Bala, where it's been sitting for 20 years. And now, David finally decides to go to Bala and get the Ark of God. And he does it with a big celebration. So we too are going to celebrate as we bring the Ark in. But I'm going to need two volunteers to bring the Ark for me, preferably some youth or adults. Can I have a volunteer? Anyone volunteering? Oh, no one's brave. <laughs> We have a hand over here. Josh, my man. All right, I need one more. John, there we go. All right. So I'm going to give you a little bit of instructions of how to carry this ark. I had a video to inspire the rest of you with some dance moves. But it looks like the projector's not working. So you're all just going to have to plug your ears as I give these super secret instructions to these guys. I can hear it.
All right, so now we're going to get prepared to celebrate here. So I have a bunch of ribbons for you kids if you want to come up and dance or if you're a kid at heart. Look at all these beautiful ribbons. Ooh. So come on, feel free to come up. We're going to celebrate. I want some excitement here. No one wants to party. All right, well, we'll get everyone to stand up so that we can celebrate the ark coming in. Mom, can I have a room? You can have a room. All right. Here, you guys got to wave some ribbons up here. Oh, yeah, Anthony is good at All right. So hopefully this music is going to come through nice and loud. All right, here comes the ark. Get ready to celebrate. Let's wave some ribbons. I'll take another one. And two. Woo! Here comes the ark. Oh, having a tough time over the... The Ark of God, everyone. The Ark of God. Oh, no. Josh, you don't look well. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Stop the music. Stop the music. Something has gone horribly wrong. Josh has dropped dead. Oh, no. Everyone. All right. Everyone's going to have to sit down. Hopefully, we can get Josh back to his seat. You're going to stay. Okay, Josh is going to lie there for the rest of the time. Well... That didn't work according to plan. Poor Josh here has died in the middle of the party. That's kind of a buzzkill. I, I feel sad just looking down at him. He's going to fall asleep. Well, we've got to figure out what we did wrong here. Uh, maybe the Bible will tell us. So, I, again, the projector's not working. So if you have Bibles, you can follow along. We're going to open up to 2 Samuel 6. Uh, or you can use your phones or that fancy technology we have today. It's all good. Josh has got some movement to him still. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Josh. Very good. Very good, Josh. Great acting. Okay, we're going to look through 2 Samuel 6. See if we can figure out what we did wrong here. All right. Then David gathered all the elite troops in Israel, 30,000 at all. He led them to Bala of Judah to bring back the Ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord's Lord of Heaven's armies, who is enthroned between the cherubim. Well, this sounds like a really powerful ark. It has the name of God's armies on it, which we know is super powerful, as we saw last week. We had the Israelites that were sitting over here, rushing through these lovely trees that did a great job waving in the wind, through here to attack the Philistines that were sitting over here, and this section here, marching, making the noise of the Lord's army. And just that marching noise was enough to send the Philistines heading for the hills. This ark has some power to it. Hmm. Let's keep reading here. They placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Adinadab's house, which was on a hill. This cart is fairly new. I used it to move in. Uh, Maybe the cart needs to be brand new. Well, let's see. Let's keep reading. Uzzah and Ahio, I hope I said those names right, but they won't notice anyway. Adinadab's sons were guiding the cart that carried the Ark of God, and Ahio walked in front of the cart. Oh, we had John and Josh guiding it, so I think we're good there. 
David and all the people of Israel were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments. Well, we celebrated pretty hard, so I think we're still, we're still looking pretty good here. But, ooh, I have a good feeling about this word, but I think we're about to find out what we did wrong here. But when they th- arrived at the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out his hand and steadied the ark of God. Then the Lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right there beside the ark of God. Josh, did you touch the ark? Yeah. I guess it doesn't look very steady on that card. It's kind of tilted. Probably wasn't a very great way to transport something of such power. And wasn't very respectful of that power. And we see in the passage that they were transporting this ark on a cart led by oxen down a hill. And we know they didn't have paved roads back then. So it's pretty dangerous. All these people celebrating, dancing around. Uzo is bound to touch the ark and die. See, there's rules on how we were supposed to carry the ark, which were laid out back in Exodus when the ark was made. And it says, cast four gold rings and attach them to its four feet, two rings on each side. Make poles from acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings and at the sides of the ark to carry it. The ark was to be lifted up by these poles, which I've put in there. No, they're not overlaid with gold because I am not rich. But they were to be lifted up by these poles so that no one would touch the ark and thus drop dead like poor Josh ended up having to do. And it was more steady because they had it on the shoulder of four very strong men whose sole purpose was to just carry this ark. This ark is God's presence. And David forgot how powerful God is. And so he was careless when he was bringing this ark that represents his presence. God had split the Red Sea for the Israelites to go through. God created the whole universe with just the words of his mouth. And he guides the Israelites through the wilderness in a pillar of fire. This is a powerful being. And David forgot and became careless. And because of this carelessness, Uzzah and Josh die. And now David goes to the other extreme. He comes from being careless to the other side, and now he's afraid of God. It says David was now afraid of the Lord, and he asked, how can I ever bring the ark of the Lord back into my care? So David decided not to move the ark of the Lord into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. And so he goes from being super excited, planning this huge party to take this ark to him, with him to Jerusalem, and now he's too afraid that he doesn't want it anywhere near him. He says, send it far away. And so he sends it back to Gath, which didn't have a very good experience with the ark in the first place. And now David has forgotten how much God loves him. Yes, God is powerful, but God loved David. He helped David defeat the giant Goliath. He helped protect David from Saul when Saul was chasing him all over the wilderness trying to kill him. And now God has given him the throne of all of Israel. The Bible often tells us to fear the Lord, but that isn't being afraid of God. It's respecting the power that God has and being in awe of that power, but also knowing that he loves you deeply. 
There are these rules that they put in place to protect themselves from this powerful being of God so that they could celebrate God and his presence more freely. It's kind of like having a dog, which I brought a friend, as you might see in the corner of the stage here. His name is not Rover, which may seem like a weird name because it is. I had uh, won him at a golf tournament, and I gave him to Caitlin when she was living in Cranbrook, and I was living in Kelowna, and she wanted to name him, and so I said, well, let's name him Rover. Classic, right? She really didn't like it so much that she named him not Rover uh, instead. (laughs) So, as we know, dogs are known for being super loyal and unconditionally loving you, but they do have some power, especially not Rover, who's super big. So we have to put some rules in place to protect us from a dog. Who really likes dogs that would like to come up and say hi to not Rover? I know there's someone who would. Any dog lovers? He's nice and soft. Like, can come up and cuddle him. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of buy-in today. <laughs> These illustrations. All right. I'll do some self-acting here. I will alone experience the love of not Rover here. So one of the rules we probably will tell our young ones when they have a dog is, you know, don't pull its tail. The dog doesn't like getting its tail pulled. And so the dog can love you. He'll lick your face. He's super happy. But as soon as you pull his tail, he's going to maul your face off. We have these rules. As long as you don't pull the dog's tail, he's going to love you and he's going to lick you and he's going to have a good time and he's going to hang out with you and sit on your laps. See, he's soft, right? It's good to cuddle with. It's the same thing with God. As long as you follow those rules that are in protection for you, he has unconditional love for you, that he is going to do amazing things for you. And he did this for David as well. David followed the rules. He worshiped God. He respected God. And so God showed him his love. He protected him from Saul and did all these things things for him. If we break the rules that we put in, that God put in place, then we are under the danger of fearing or facing God's power. But if we're afraid of God and try to avoid him, then we miss out on his blessing, which happened to David. While it's at Obed-Edom's house, he respects the rules. He doesn't touch the ark. He probably learned a lesson from Uzzah dropping dead. And so, stayed away, didn't touch the ark, but kept it in his household and experienced God's presence there. The ark of the Lord remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his entire household. He enjoys this blessing, the fruit of God's presence, because he respects the rules and is able to fully celebrate in that presence. And now David has heard of the blessing that has come upon Obed-Edom, and so... He decides, he finally swings into a healthy balance. He's no longer afraid of God, but he understands the rules and he decides he's going to bring the ark to Jerusalem again, but he's going to do it in the proper way. And so he has a great celebration and dances like crazy. He dances so hard that his clothes are flapping up and things that shouldn't be seen are seen. Luckily, we have clothes that are going to keep the things that should be hidden hidden. So you are free to celebrate as hard as you can, as now we're going to do this properly. 
We're going to bring the ark in properly this time, and we are going to celebrate. It's going to be nice and high, so you can't bump into it. Feel free to roam around. I, part of me feels like you're probably just going to stand up and clap, because that's what happened last time, and no one wanted to say hi to a nice, friendly dog. But we're going to celebrate again. So I'm going to get John, and Josh has been resurrected, and don't worry, you won't die this time, Josh. <laughs> and we'll get you to do a little uh, a lap. We'll take it off this cart as we celebrate. Now, here comes the music. Yes. I'm ready for it, too. All right. It's, it's super heavy, eh? It's those two stone tablets that are in there make it really tough. All right, they're going to do a lap, and we're going to celebrate for real this time with safety. Don't touch it. <laughs> Just making sure. All right, and here we go. Here's the music. Ben's doing a lovely job under such pressure. Good job, Ben. Here we go. Let's stand up and celebrate. Wave those ribbons. Yeah, Jared. Oh, not Rover's getting in the action. God, everyone. Oh, I'm off the Alright, you guys can come bring it on stage. Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. A celebration. The last three months right here. So bring your good times. And we've done it. Thank you, you two. Great job carrying the ark in a safe and proper manner. That's respecting the presence of God right there. Well, we did it. The ark of God is in Jerusalem. The people can now experience God's blessing upon them. They had this proper respect and reverence, knowing the power of God, but knowing that he wanted to bless them and that he loved them. All the power that God displayed throughout the wilderness was out of love for the Israelites to make sure that they followed him to the promised land, that land that he wanted them to have. So here it is. The ark of God, the presence of God. But because of their sinfulness, the Israelites could never touch the ark or else they would drop dead. Because God is so holy and so righteous that they couldn't stand in that presence. They weren't able to fully experience the presence of God. And we are unable to stand in the presence of God because of our sinfulness. But God, that powerful God, came in flesh as Jesus and live the perfect life free from sin, a life that we could never live. And he took our punishment. Our punishment for sin is death. And Jesus, who never sinned, didn't deserve that punishment of death. We did. But he took it willingly and died the excruciating death that we deserved. And three days later, he rose again, so that through his blood, we can be seen as righteous. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, we can fully experience 
the presence of God. Because of Jesus' actions and not my own actions, I'm able to do this and be perfectly fine. Because God sees Jesus' actions in me. As long as we confess our sins and say, Jesus, I need forgiveness for all the wrong that I have done, we can be seen as righteous. If you fully understand the power of God, this God that split the Red Sea, that is represented by a pillar of fire that can control lightning and thunderstorms, that is in control over all the earth, that spoke the universe into existence, and all that Israel had to do to even be able to stand in the presence of God, the sacrifices and the rituals that they had to do you would see just how amazing and how beautiful it is that we can fully experience the presence of God. Don't take it lightly. This creator of the universe who defeats giants and parts great seas came as a mere man to die an excruciating death so that we could fully experience his power. Celebrate and cherish that presence. Have reverence for the power of God and enjoy his blessing. I'm going to have the band come up and we're going to sing a few more songs. And, and maybe you have come in this morning during this rainy day and I'm going to move the ark out of the way for you. <laughs> and maybe you've been like David. And you forgot just how powerful God is. That when life seems to be falling down around us, that he's in control and that he loves us. So I think we have prayer teams today. Yes, we do. (laughs) I should have double-checked that. On the side for you, maybe you need to be reminded that God is in control and we're going to take this time to, to worship this God that's, the creator of our universe that loves us deeply so much to die for us. And maybe you have never actually accepted Jesus as your savior so that you can fully experience that presence of God. The lovely people on the sides of the room here would love to lead you through that prayer to accept Jesus in your life. So we're going to worship God now and just worship this powerful being.
creation revealed in your majesty from the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring every creature you need in the song that it sings all exclaiming indescribable Uncontainable, you place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. All powerful, uncontainable, all struck with water and knees as we humbly proclaim. Told every lightning bolt where it should go. Or seen a heavenly storehouses laden with snow. Who imagined the sun and give source to its light? Conceals it to bring us the clearness of night. None can fathom, indescribable, uncontainable. Place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. All powerful, untamable. We find you on Jesus, humbly proclaim You are amazing God You are amazing God Indescribable,